You found yourself back with us once again. No means no thing. No means nothing, depending on which way you like it. Uh, like we're it back always. for another round. Yeah, I like it all the ways. Uh, I'm uh, one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. And I'm Michelle. Excellent. And uh, now we're going to play our favorite drinking game, which is, I guess, what the fuck are you drinking? So, uh, Michelle, why don't you go first and surprise us? Oh, God. Would you look at this? Right there. Oh I haven't even opened it yet. Maybe you can tell by the sound. Put it in the mic. Put it, it in the mic. Put it in the mic. Wait. Oh, oh yes. the w- widget. <laughs> I don't think the widget went off. Isn't it? It's got, oh, it doesn't, it do, those right. cans of Guinness have the little, like, a. Uh, it's like the thing in a can of spray paint, right? Like a little shaker. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a patented thing, so. and it's actually called a widget. It is, is called it a seriously? widget. Is it seriously? Yes, indeed. it is. Shit. Yep. Okay, well, let's put that in our pocket for that episode whenever that Now I'm going to let it cascade. Nice. Oh, that's my favorite part, sitting there. Watch it. It's beautiful. All right, Matthew, how about you? Well, I got two. You guys can help me choose again. (gasps) Yes. Bachelor Um, one or bachelor two. These were chosen for (laughs) me by my my lovely wife, who is uh, very supportive of the podcast, and I asked her to go and select things that I might not have selected for myself, as long as it isn't cat pee on a new freshly mown lawn, uh, IPA (laughs) triple bullshit. Um, So uh, we have uh, the Russell Brewing We Angry Scotch Ale. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, it's a strong one. And uh, also from Vancouver, uh, Bridge. We should be getting a <laughs> sponsorship. Um, bourbon Blood oh, Orange shit. Wheat Ale. Oh, so I'm a, a sucker a for the wheat. This is a lighter one. Ooh. Well, I want you more drunk, so I'm going to take whatever oh. one's stronger. But I do like that wheat beer, man. That yeah. blood orange wheat, that's right in my wheelhouse. The strong beer know, Michelle, is only 6.5, and the blood orange is uh, 5.5. So, yeah. No, so I'm bad. going for the uh, we, we. Let's do it. We. we the angry scotch. We, we will. We, angry we scotch. should. Okay. Yes. Yes. Angry scotch. Shout out to, Sorry, shout out to Kieran Kirk. Listening. A man whose name nice. is impossible to say without affecting a horrible Scottish accent. <laughs> oh, you held back a little. That was nice. Yeah, I did. All right, good. And I'm uh, and the low. I've got, what shall I've got, you be wetting your whiskers with? I have my old fashioned because I'm feeling rather old fashioned with these songs tonight. So. Nice, excellent, lovely. All right, well, Yo, before tonight, we begin, uh, I gotta say yeah, there's please, a. Go I get really uh, kind of obsessed with our, our little um, metrics map, and uh, I was surprised to discover that uh, we had downloads from uh, the beautiful tropical islands of the Seychelles. The Seychelles, for fuck's sake. Hey, whoever you are, thanks, the man. that? Woman? Where's person? that? It's in the I'm Indian so Ocean. Where is uh, that? North, uh, northeast of Madagascar. <laughs> no shit. Right? Like who, yeah. please, can, can you, hey, wow. hey, here's a, here's a request. Whoever you are, will you email us? And just tell us what your deal is. Like, who? Yeah, I'm I hope so it's interested. not just somebody using a VPN. Um, I know. Uh, it's another a, really well, cool thing about uh, the Seychelles is it is pretty much the it's it's pretty much the antipodes of where I'm sitting. Uh, it's pretty much the other side of the planet. And uh, an interesting thing about the Seychelles is its capital is Victoria. Oh, How about that? Nice. Wow. Look at that shit. It all comes well, around, don't it? It all yeah. comes around. There you go. All right. Well, not if the Earth is flat, though. 
not if the just, earth is I'm, flat. I'm just, I'm just kidding. All right, so, I'm yeah. seriously This evening kidding. we have a lot, a lot of listening. Um, four songs, two of, two of which have two different versions, and I totaled up the entire time it would take to listen to all four songs and two versions of two of them. So six songs, 51 minutes and eight seconds. That's an album's worth. Yeah, it is. Jesus. Well, I mean, I'll talk about why this episode is difficult for me later. It's not the normal way, which is having to pit my babies against each other. It's for different reasons. But uh, yet again, uh, this is always super fucking challenging. So our first matchup here, um, first two songs going against each other. We've got I Need You from Why Do They Call Me Mr. Happy, 1993, and also from the zero plus two equals one and a half sessions released 2010, but recorded around the zero plus two equals one sessions. Right. So there's that version with Andy mm-hmm. and this is going up against, I see a mansion in the sky from all roads lead to Ausfart 2006. So very interesting pairing. Mm-hmm. I'm up at bat. I'm up at bat first here. And uh, before I dive into anything, I'm going to take a sip of my whiskey because I going to fucking need it. And I'm going to let you, audience, hear a little bit of this song. Here you go. There is no world and I am a shadow. You are no woman and I am no man. There songs in rotation tonight that are absolutely towards the top of my roster. I'm not going to right now put any numbers, but definitely, definitely super high up in my pantheon. And this is one of them, right? I Need You is absolutely one of my favorite No Means No song. Um, So briefly, because I don't want to talk about this too much. I mean, you guys have more to say this on the two version aspect of this. I love both these versions and like most of the versions where we've got an Andy version and then a later recorded version, I think there are qualities to both that are um, amazing. And the the guitar playing that Andy does on the, on his version of this is stellar. uh, And I really love it. Uh, But to me, nostalgically, I think the, the studio version is the one I always go back to just because it's the one that really imprinted on me at a time that was really impactful to me. So, and I think, Rob's vocal performance on that, I, I, I think, is really refined and amazing. So that out of the way, this song, um, this song really means a great deal to me. It sort of it sort of wrecks me in the best possible way. It's one of those 
it's one of those songs that I heard early on in its release. I got this right when it came out. Uh, and I was during a rough breakup in college, right? So you have those songs that you listen to that are steeped in that. And this one is definitely steeped in the intensity of my 20s. I, I must have played the song like 50,000 fucking times lying on my bed. Wow. Listen to this song, right? And I think of all the No Means No love songs, which there's a handful explicit love songs anyway, I think this one's my favorite. I probably already said that about Real Love, which I guess is a lie. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> probably. Or I just I was, you know, you I'll just change my opinion whenever I fucking feel like it because, hey, you know, Because you the can. Hell? Um, but I love this song. And, it's you know, it's really different because Real Love was about the – it's it's a – a song about the love being a, a a universal sort of cosmic force, this unshakable, huge force. And this song, to me, is uh, it's deeply personal. It's it's deeply about the individual and 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 about that basic need for connection. Um, I think especially the type of connection that cuts through that very deep isolation that you can find yourself in. You know, there's there's parts of this song I, I've been. I've been that man wandering the streets, um, catching myself reflected in the windows, right? And being filled with self-loathing. I've been that person. Um, that is such a specific and fucking amazing image that Rob put down. And there's something in this song and in those moments when that bitterness that you can feel or the loneliness of that isolation, is it gets paired with this deep need to connect and those two things held so closely together. I don't think I've ever heard a song that's captured that very real feeling for me as well as this song has. And I, Rob, he's writing this as one who knows this, right? As someone who's really experienced this. And this is a, a song mm -hmm. written from real honesty and sincerity that, that sort of sense of like rooting around in the darkness of our experience and yet reaching for that light that's always there, even if it's out of reach, just sort of one hand on both of those poles. Lyrically, this song is so incredibly beautiful to me. I think that last verse, the one that starts with, um, there is no world and you are a shadow. I think that's among the best that Rob has ever written. I think on its own, even pulled out from the rest of his, everything else he's written, it stands out. It's, it's, that is a hard earned, unassailable statement of truth. And it is just sung with this fucking passion and this sincerity that it's just a fucking gift to anyone who wants to sit and really listen to it and really let it wash over to them. Mm. That is that last bit in particular for me is just a, it's just a fucking gift. And there are little subtleties to it. Something I picked up on listening to both versions. And I, these are the things about this band that I love, right? You know, I'm always talking about these little lyrical subtleties. Uh, and he says, you are no woman and I am no man. He doesn't say you are no woman and I am no man. The emphasis is on the no. It's very clearly I'm like no woman. I am no man. And there's, I'm not going to try to pretend to understand exactly what that means, but the way he says it, it's just really filled with something and it's different than what I would expect. And so it just draws me in, in a way, and it's just fucking filled with something. I don't know. I love that. I love that in particular for some reason. Um, I can tell you yeah. a little bit about why, like, uh, just, uh, from a linguistic standpoint. Good. Say I don't it. I want to hear it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Peg it, peg it. I want to hear that. Um, so I, I, one of the reasons I think this song is so beautiful to me 
because it really centers on the truth that we are this, this truth that in the end we're alone. And in a very, very real way, we're, 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 we're cut off apart from everyone, even those that we're close to, but there's this something very real and it's not ephemeral. It's really tangible in the eyes that truly see us, right? In the arms that hold us, the hands that are there to pick us up. There's something real there at the same time as we're fully alone in the, in the world. And I don't know that I've ever encountered a work that captured that feeling as brilliantly and beautifully. And it's really, I, I actually, as much as I love this song, I hate talking about it because I've thought about this song so much that it's impossible for me to even put the tiniest fraction of what mm -hmm. this song means to me into words. And so both with this and another song coming up later, it's like, I, I can't, I, I've, these songs are too important to me. I'll never be able to express <laughs> what I actually think right, about this song. Right, so right. there's probably yeah. a billion things I'm going to listen to this two weeks from now and go like, Oh fuck, I should have yeah, said, said oh, mm -hmm. although I have to say just scratch the surface. Like, I know. Well, on the, and on the other hand, I was thinking the other day, we do get a gimme because we are going to get to talk about all these songs again if they win. So if this one wins, we, we get another chance. In any event, I, I'm going to back off. I could keep talking about this song forever, but I won't. So, um, Michelle, why don't you why don't you let us know what you think of this one? Well, you know, after hearing you, I think it's I, I kind of feel like they wrote the song for you. <laughs> you're well, because you're you're listening to it the way that they wrote it, and the the intricacies and the small little nooks in there that you just dive right into. It's pretty phenomenal to hear somebody who really embraces every single aspect of the song. So it's it's I love people who don't hear music they listen to it you know you're, you're digesting a part of the music that i don't really do so much oh. but i enjoy hearing you talk about the meaning of the words and the principles behind it it's 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 a treat yeah this this project is making me do active listening in a way i haven't done in years yeah active yeah, listening for sure. exactly right for sure yeah yeah just not surface type stuff exactly yeah, I, you I lose do practice in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you sure you certainly do. I, 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 I like this song. I love it. It's kind of funky, and really cool. Mm. I got to tell you, I don't. I had a hard time embracing, but it did grow on me. I had a hard time embracing when Rob would do the echo with the guitar, and I, I don't know why. I, I just. I don't, I, I can't pinpoint it, but it, but it did grow on me and I did eventually like it, but I don't know. There's still something about it that tastes a little weird. This song has a steady groove and I don't know shit about the lyrics. Shameful, shameful. I don't know shit. All I know is that he's, I need you now. <laughs> it's a good tune for keeping it steady with some good attention, grabbing bits thrown in. The constant low drive of it really makes it shine. And uh, that's that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Nice. Okay. What did you, uh, did you have any, did, did you, did you listen oh. to both versions, Michelle? Did you listen to the studio and the zero plus two equals one version? I listened to the zero plus two equals one version. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. The, it's just so interesting because the guitar is so different in that one than mm -hmm. when it's Andy playing than when it's, when it's, when it's, well, Rob see, I, did, I probably didn't listen to that. 
Maybe hmm. I should have. I'd have a little bit more notes and a little bit more. Oh, no, maybe not. To, I'm to just branch out which one you're on, listening to. I thought about the do difference, like but the I didn't think of the fact. The, the, th- oh. the thing where he echoes the, the guitar. I, I, do, you lo- do you like that? I, I do. I okay. do. I think, I think it's a real style. I think it's a really stylistic choice. And I also, I mean, I don't want to dive too much because I, I, I could sit here right now and explicate all these stupid fucking reasons why I think he does it or why I think it's interesting, but oh, it would okay. pretty much just be me jacking off into the mic. So I, I, I'm not going to, but I do, I think there are probably reasons he does it. And I, and I really, yeah, I do like it. Yeah. It's weird though. It's weird as fuck. I'm not going to lie. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a weird choice. Mm-hmm. All right, Matthew, how about you? What do you think of this sucker? Well, all the songs for tonight. Um, they they are all for me. Uh, the production makes a big difference. Like uh, choices that mm. are made and how it's recorded, um, r- really convey uh, like visual imagery for me. Um, this mm. is certainly one of those. Um, and my idea of what the um, the reverb is is um, he is. I mean, when you um, you yell, you're sort of waiting for an echo but it's not coming back. It's just going out, <laughs> you know? So for mm. me, this, uh, this song is actually, it's a song about uh, you know, intimacy and everything like that, but it's also uh, pretty lonely um, in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, I really like how the, the bass line and the drums are pretty much the same uh, all the way through the song, except in the, the, the bridge, I guess. Um, quarter note bass drum with hi-hat and there's no snare. And it's an interesting choice because um, snare kind of punctuates a song mm-hmm. and you kind of wait for it. So uh, for, for me, it, it gives a much more sense of uh, continuousness um, mm-hmm. in the, in the song. This is, it is kind of dancey, but um, this is one of the truer no means no songs. I can't think of any instances of comedy in it. Um, you know, no, no little nods. It's very, very, right. very s- serious uh, kind of one. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I, I like the reverb. Um, I am less a fan of his awkward vibrato. <laughs> on uh, glass and pass but uh the uh it isn't on the zero plus two equals one and a half version so i, I kind of like that better um but uh, yeah the whole sound is sounds very searching uh echoing into the distance and uh, a lot of the music and it uh, reminds me of other things um it, it sounds quite 90s to me um not a bad thing uh it's almost mm-hmm. got a po- the, the guitar solo is almost like a post-rock kind of sounding you can hear that in a um, Godspeed You Black Emperor track. Um, the bridge is just a full-on straight-ahead groove, and that's awesome. But uh, singing, um, his singing and speaking, Rob is perhaps at his most powerful uh, in any song I can think of. I mean, he goes right from the howls of passion and anguish um, to you know just the quiet kind of tender uh, part right at the end. Um, I kind of wonder, you know, is he is he a ghost? Does he feel like a ghost? Are we all ghosts? searching for something they say that a, a ghost is uh, is uh, a spirit that's left something behind um but yeah this song it's like the pain of need uh, never enough you need but there's always a little bit of distance so you know you, you can love but it's also a destroyer you're never quite complete um so you know you you want and want but you never quite get all that you feel like you need i mean it, it's such a important uh, need that is never quite enough even if you're right mm. lying in bed with it uh stroke smoothing your hand across his hip and linger lingering with your f- fingertips uh and i actually saw i'm 
I'm not a tattoo guy. Uh, I'm not very interested in other people's tattoos for the most part, but uh, there was a thread in the the, the uh, main No Me's No Facebook group and people were posting their No Me's No Base tattoos and um, a woman had that lyric tattooed on herself and I thought that was, oh. cool. That was pretty cool. Just that <laughs> feeling of, uh, you know, an image of you know the man like lying next to a woman and i i only say man and woman because he says no man and no woman and, uh, i know rob is heterosexual but um that that uh duality that vulnerable intimacy where you know the the sleeper is power is powerless but the is actually the the person awake and sort of invest like put smoothing the hip and everything like that is totally enthralled uh by the sleeper. So I find that's kind of interesting how you took my breath away. Um, yeah. The, um, what else did I write here? Well, the sloppier guitars. I didn't really think that it was a different player. I wasn't even thinking about that, but uh, the, the not sloppier, but more um, they're not as, they don't stop and start as much. I don't know the musical term for it, but they sort of blend into each other a little bit more on that version. Um, just an interesting difference. Uh, the, uh, the studio version is a little more staccato, not staccato, but it's a little bit more uh, legato. Maybe. <laughs> okay. That's when it's connected. Legato means connected. Staccato means like separated. Separated. Just that the um, like a, a riff will kind of end a little bit more cleanly, maybe. Mm, um, yeah, okay. I, I, I lack the vocabulary, unfortunately. Um, yeah, in terms of the the I'm no man no woman the shift of stress onto uh, the no uh actually makes it changes the no from an adverb uh and makes the no man and no woman into a a, a noun like I, if i were parsing yeah. that, i was uh, drawing a word tree um those would be units rather than separate pieces which is kind of an interesting thing like entities onto themselves yeah um huh they're just um but yeah uh we're just arms and eyes and hands just just parts you know, just in essence. Um, yeah. I also uh, thought it was interesting. The eyes that cut me out um, to, to cut something out is it's to exclude, but it's also to reserve <laughs> like you cut out a coupon or cut out a picture or something like that to save it. Uh, so it's got that interesting kind of duality to the meaning of that, mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. lyric. And I guess the last thing I, I said, uh, the last chord, um, he just uh, waits for the last note and it rings out. But um, instead of I need you, I need you now, he just, I need you. Not now, I need you. It's And then it just echoes into the distance. So we'll always continue to need and that uh, that need will never be filled. Nice. Not fully. Okay. Fuck, I love that song. Heavy, yeah, heavy, me too. It's, heavy, I think heavy, one heavy. of the, the, the prettiest No Means No songs. I it is. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I liked your point about how it's absent the humor, and I, not in a not in a bad way to me, right? It's just it's it's very earnest. This is a very mm-hmm. very sincere fucking song. Serious. Yeah. I uh, love fucking love it. All right. Yeah. Well, on to something wholly different. Oh my. Um, I see a mansion in the sky. Uh, so another sip of the old whiskey and a uh, little clip of this. Thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
So, this song. Uh, I have complicated feelings about it. Um, <laughs> it has some lyrics in it that I feel are kind of awkward. Kind of. <laughs> I think it has some really great lines, and then some lines that have always just felt to me like, eh, all right, I guess. Um, <laughs> unlike most of his other work, where I don't, I don't get that feeling as his. Uh, I know Rob wrote the lyrics exclusively to much of this album, if not many of the songs, but especially this one. Um, but what does it mean? So I'll hazard some guesses. These are all just guesses. This is me. My, I think it goes without saying, hopefully just my interpretation of this shit, but uh, this one's pretty hard to nail down in a lot of ways. I, I do think as with m- other songs on this album and certainly off the tour EPs that Rob's interest in consciousness and specifically Buddhism are at play here. Uh, we've got these two voices in the song, right? We've got the really low growly one that's kind of going in this nursery rhyme sing song. Uh, and then you've got the more expansive melodic voice. And then, of course, the two musical styles going on underneath it. And that first growly voice really makes me think <laughs> of the Buddhist uh, 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 idea, um, uh, something called the monkey mind, which is that voice in your head that's just always chattering that you can never escape. And it's just part of being a human being. It's just the, you know, the, he has the other song. I can't stop talking. It's just that voice in your head. That's down in the muck. It's always going, you don't really have any control of it, but you take it to be yourself. You take, that's you is that voice always chattering, 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 chattering. And it's that voice that's deep in. Yeah. The id deep in the mud, deep in the muck saying all of this really dark, dark shit. And that's the voice that looks up and says, ah, I see a mansion in the sky, which to me is, the sort of puerile childish version of heaven that you get from the low ends of spirituality, the low ends of Christianity, those kind of real, the types of those spirituality that come from the monkey mind that are not anything transcendent. It's not coming out of myself. It's not realizing anything about the self. It's just, Oh yeah, there's uncle, uncle daddy's up in heaven with his mansion. But the other part of it, the, the, the other voice is kind of wholly different. And the music becomes more orderly. The voice becomes more orderly. And if I'm to take those parts earnestly, which is incredibly dangerous with no means known, I'm sure one is not meant to. But if I do, the lyrics in that are all talking about having a collected mind, an expansive mind, having a mind that's like a lotus in the stream, which is a very Buddhist image. It's about this finding oneself in the moment, finding finding peace and tranquility in the moment of existence, not in this monkey mind and not looking up to heaven. It's, it's much more grounded and it seems to be trying to collect oneself in, in a way that is using pretty explicitly Buddhist language uh, in a lot of times. Hmm. Um, And so these two things kind of contravening against each other are, are really fucking interesting. I would say to me, the best part of this song it's the fucking drumming, which is just, <laughs> no I don't even yeah. fucking know. I, I can't, I <clears throat> literally cannot follow what is happening in the drumming. It is so detailed and so in another fucking zone. Right. And I find that wholly appropriate for those sections. The ones where, where Rob is really growling again, like most of the best no means no songs, the music is serving the meaning is serving the lyrics is serving the delivery perfectly. But what John is doing in the song, holy fuck, it is. He's gone crazy. It is insane. And it's not just chaos. Like there is a 
deep, deep, implicate order in what he's doing, right? But I can't follow it. My, my, I try my best to sit and say, I'm just going to isolate. I'm just going to listen to John. I can't follow it in the best way possible. Um, it, it's, but it's just fucking crazy. Um, I, I love it. And I think all, actually all the music, the guitar and the bass do the same thing. They, they play in those two sections really, really well and play for me anyway. And what my interpretation is really well to those aspects of the meaning. And I'm sure you could find bits of the text in both those sections that would completely subvert what I'm saying, which is right on brand for no means no. So I'd hope that's that like that. But anyway, that's my stab at this. I also would have to say like some of the other songs, unlike some of the other ones we're talking about tonight, I just haven't had as long to chew on this shit, right? Like I've listened to Ausford a lot, but nowhere near as much as Mr. Happy and certainly nowhere near as much. Oops. Lost my headphones as, um, uh, day everything became nothing. So yeah, that's what I'd have to say about this song. Michelle, mm, how about you? Mm, mm. The song has some groove. It's very fun to listen to. And over the years, I've, I've grown to quite like it on the uh, record since it was it was more straightforward. But the, the it has maybe a little bit of Hanson's flavor, but John's mm. drumming. Oh, holy shit. It's terrific. He is the star in this piece for sure. For sure. Tom's doing some great stuff and some fucked up guitar things and it's a it's a beautiful nice meld of everyone but john is definitely the star of this piece i love and dig the use of the tongue twisters in here they're hilarious and they're said with such a great rob attitude that's what i got that's what i got <laughs> nice all right matthew uh, how about you cut away yeah, chuck chuck certainly <laughs> religious uh religious in nature very much uh but I didn't know about that concept of the monkey mind, but I, I certainly um, uh, have written a little bit about what I think. It's probably the same thing. Um, that that in some ways, this is like Rob in full priest mode. Um, that ah. sordid little voice with the ugly images and you know the tongue twisters are you know almost like religious language, like speaking speaking in tongues. Um, it's the ah. un- unpolished, uninhibited, the first. Um, it's what we all clamp down on, but people who have um, autism or people who have Tourette's syndrome can't clamp mm. down on. And so mm-hmm. it's what comes out um, kind of the, the unfiltered uh, muttering that we all have as our internal monologue. Um, and it's interesting because there is a dialogue where the, um, again, a production choice, um, the stereo shifts from one side to the other. It's like him, him answering himself or having a dialogue with himself, which is a pretty cool thing. Um yeah, the drums are so full on. Um, I don't want to say chaotic, but just they're everywhere. Um, and especially compared to the repetition and restraint on uh, I Need You uh, is uh, it's a really interesting contrast. Um, the um, This song definitely uh, conjures up a lot of uh, visual images for me. Very um, Lovecraftian, <laughs> like the, the non-Euclidean spaces, like the, the spaces that just don't, Ooh, make, nice. don't make sense. The uh, uh, echoing guitar, you know, lots of open air, but with an imposing weight above you, that mansion in the sky, uh, heavy and ominous. Uh, the other reference to mansions of the dead in the tower. Um, yeah, that's not a good thing that's happening. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that thing that's by your side, look into what you hope arise. It, uh, again, reminds me of I love the, all the little dark holes. <laughs> in your body bag um and uh i, I sent you guys a link for this but uh it, for whatever reason this song um 
when I first saw the video, uh, it's by a band. I don't know whether it's uh, called Die or D Y E. Uh, the song's called Fantasy, and it's an animated video. And uh, it just when I saw that video, I don't know, probably six or seven years ago, I'm like, this reminds me of Mansions in the Sky, especially the end <laughs> part. So maybe we'll try to include a link or, or something like that when we uh, when we post this. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, some of the um, some of the lyrics, um, you know, uh, kind of hackneyed expressions. If that lead balloon won't float, um, I thought a little bit more about that expression. Like something that goes over like a lead balloon is a success. Like um, it goes <laughs> over, like it fall, it like you know, goes over like a lead balloon. Like I think people use it the wrong way, but it's actually the success is a failure because <laughs> the balloon isn't going There's anywhere. A band just, named like, after that. Did you know that? Is it really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, no, I'm just kidding. Come on. <laughs> and then, of course, pissing into the wind is a self-defeating um, thing, of course. Um, so in contrast to the muttering um, monkey mind voice uh, is the bridge. It's so optimistic, almost loungy, almost, you know, to me, a little soporific. Um, and uh, while you kind of heard, um, you know, order and a uh, clear mind and everything like that. For me, it's, it's, it's like supercilious. It's, it's preachy. It's like, I'm better than you uh, kind of feel uh, like a Lotus in the stream is certainly Buddhist, but pure mind, pure, pure land. Um, I can't, yeah, but it's a I little hackneyed. I agree. Yeah, I can't, it's a I can't interpret in its uh, way. any other yeah. way that's like not sarcastic. And um, the, the slide guitar um, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the bendy sounds it's kind of a little bit little bit country maybe a little bit of a reference to sort of evangelism um, southern evangelism uh, in there yeah anyway that's all I got written down except for the fact that um, if uh, if I'm dead when I awake I know that I'll make a big mistake uh, that mm. that nursery rhyme is referenced in one of the songs we're going to talk about later <laughs> Absolutely. And There's we, a couple songs right. that comes up at. Yeah. He, he likes to go back to that. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it makes me, it's just to, to riff on that a little bit on what you were saying. I, I agree. There is something soporific about those verses and it makes me feel like I do think that there are real, there's almost real wisdom being expressed in those other parts, but it's being expressed in the way that's too easy. And it's like this pablum of, just wake up, rise and wake up around you. It's no problem. As opposed to the real visceralness of what it is you're trying to wake up from. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like, yes, that may be what we're looking for, but you're in this fucking filth. It's a lot harder than just saying you're going to fucking wake up. And the muttering goblin is the reality. Mm. Exactly. Mm. And, and uh, yeah, I did there. I mean, he, he talks about the escape from that. I think more in the tour EPs, when we get to some of those songs, we'll talk about it, but yeah, I would agree. I think there is something, suspicious about the, the way it's so easy right. to talk about that. Other I part. see a mansion in the sky. Yeah. This is huge floating. Um, and in the video, it's like this huge castle, like monster in the distance that's destroyed the, the subject of the, anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the Aldeboath. It's the Gnostic God, right? It's like that yeah. God that's built from the smallest, dumbest parts of us. Not, yeah. not, not anything real. It's Gibbering like, let's look the up darkness. at the heaven. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. All right. Well, okay. There we go. Jeez. Here we go, man. We got to fucking vote. It's our first vote. I'm first. I do not have any difficulty with this um, just because of my history. So for me, this is I Need You by several laps, probably. That's my vote. And then, Michelle, you get to oh, God. weigh in. What do you think? 
Straightforward, honest. I, I, I think you know, I think Matthew said this before, where he wanted to vote as his old self hearing it and didn't want to diss his old self hearing it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. No, 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 I'm going to vote for I need you to. I, 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 you don't I, have to. Cause, cause I, no, no, I think I am because I, I, it just, I like passion. And, and I, I don't know about all of the Buddhist stuff. And, and I related more to somebody who's like, needs something. <laughs> I don't know. This isn't going very well, but okay. I'm just going to shut up and vote. I need you. That's what I'm voting for. All right. And well, I guess it's, it's going through. Yeah, it's going to be unanimous because um, I, I like both these songs and I actually like Mansion a lot better having listened to it a lot more closely. But I think, you know, it's uh, it's a very it's a very anxious song. Uh, whereas I need you is um, to me, it's a, it's a more beautiful song, uh, more perhaps more yeah. more soothing, more um, nourishing. Whereas the other yeah, one, is, uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. If this was really you know we're gonna have a lot of these kind of matchups. That I don't know if it's really fair. Like I haven't I haven't had as much time to chew on on the mansion. This guy, it didn't it didn't come to me in college when I was deeply imp- imprinted right. by fucking anything I was listening to. So it's not fair. Right. That song. Yeah. And I want to be, I want to be clear. Mansion in the sky is actually one of my favorite tracks off of house fart. I think it's a, I think it's a great fucking track. It's I'm not meaning to diss it. It just came up against something that very few no mean songs, no songs would have a hard time dethroning for me. So right. for you, I'm, right. I'm for glad you about that, mm-hmm. but all right, well, great. Unanimous. It's through. Phew, I can breathe. Okay. So next up, our next pair of songs, our next two babies, Tone Up to the Line, one which has to jump into the pit of fire, and the other which Mm -hmm. ascends to that mansion in the sky. The first up, Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie, off of Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie, 1998, versus, oh, fuck, Brother (laughs) Rat, What Slade Says... Off of the EP, The Day Everything Became, Became Nothing, uh, or off of the compilation CD, The Day Everything Became Isolated and Destroyed, 1987. And of course, famously also off of Live and Cuddly. I don't remember the release date. Didn't pick that up off the wiki. 91. So there we go. 91. He's got it. He's got it right wow. there, folks. Nerds. Woo! Fucking big nerds. no means nerds. All right, Matthew, you get to be up first with dance of the headless bourgeoisie before you do that let's let everyone experience a little headless joy uh-oh forget it man we're coming after you We have no political beliefs. We don't want your fucking money. There's just one thing that motivates us. We hate your fucking guts.
I, what do you think? This is definitely one of the songs where the production really um, conjures an image, several images for me. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's the title track. And I'd never really thought before that um, a lot of uh, Nomi's No albums are named for a song on them. Um, not, but not all of them. I'd never really thought about that before. Um, yeah, the, the, the drums, I think, maybe not all of them, but some of them, were, I think they were recorded with room mics. So um, they sound like they're in a small space. To me, it's very claustrophobic. And it's a song about, you know, abducting and uh, threatening people's lives. So um, <laughs> it's it's pretty scary. And when the, the, the you know, the, the bass line is so, um, I think that's an arpeggio just over and over again. Um, I, it's similar to one of the uh, tracks off of... Um, the sky is falling. I want my mommy. Maybe the Mrs. Real. Let's see. Mm. I didn't go back to the album and uh, and listen to it, but uh, that uh, very very ominous. And then when the when the drums come in, oh my god, the toms are like an avalanche. The guitar is like a klaxon. Um, yeah, so much h- hatred and contempt. Um, but I kind of wonder, you know, in knowing kind of what rob's got up to since uh since retirement and close to retirement whether there's some element of self-loathing uh, <laughs> we're, we're all searching for that bourgeois life because uh rob, rob plays with his kids and plays golf <laughs> <He's> <laughs> so, uh, so who knows yeah some of the most hardcore drumming uh in uh latter day or relatively uh recent m and uh, no means no um let's say um i, I love the silly voices um blow off his head you hear yeah. uh, characters from other no means no canon like um I, i'd say you definitely hear johnny hansen here and there um there's almost a blow off his head reminds, me of, a, reminds <laughs> me of devo <laughs> yeah totally. totally nice um it, has, it contains <laughs> perhaps the worst making it possibly the best lyric in any oh, no means no no <laughs> no, no way. No it's fucking way. The abductor gives absolutely zero shits about um, even being serious. Um, the, uh, of course, Pinky Stinky. Don't which even is come on. Oh, the oh, name of God. the name of my uh, uh, <laughs> handle in tonight's recording session. Your handle. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. The last verse um, where he sounded so angry and, you know, kind of off the chain in the previous uh, where he's abducting the wife and then the son and the daughter when it's reserved for the subject like the the, the, i guess the 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 man of the of the family it's a quieter voice is less anger and just conviction and just smothering contempt um yeah yeah interesting structure to the song um and then there's the coda which is so happy and woohoo it's, is that the post-bourgeoisie world? It reminds me of like, uh, you know, Smurfs dancing around a mushroom or, or like the dwarves around a tiny Stonehenge. Ah! <laughs> ah! up. Oh, Smurfs. You know, the uh, the bass and guitar are, are playing in a round at the end. So, yeah, it's a song very much divided into a before and after. Um, with such violence and such joy after the violence. They're just so like, kooky. Yeah. Okay, that's about I all I have to say. Even though there's a lot more to say about this particular. I song. know, right, right. Yeah. Well, there's nice. two more of us to go, I guess. All right, Michelle, you're up. <sighs> the 
first sentence I wrote was old school, baby. And then I wrote mm. two big googly eyes. Googly eyes. You know what I'm saying. The song is the fartiest sneering song on the album. <laughs> and how does Rob play these fast repeating riffs Fuck. and not tire out? How does he do it? And he's singing. Short pants by priority mail. Hilarious. <laughs> Short pants. Hilarious by priority mail. Okay, and I'm going to say it right now. The shove your pinky up your ass and call it stinky. That's where it kind of jumped the shark for me a little bit there. It was just like, oh, oh, come on. You can't no. think of a better rhyme here. Or did it Don't jump the shark? Sh- <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boo. boo. I, I just think they're the most awfulest lyrics they ever wrote. I, I think we should have a poll because I just... It's just wah, wah, wah. No. <laughs> and Rob has gone off his rocker with his delivery of the lyrics. It's so entertaining to listen to. And just how does he get in the mindset to deliver this kind of stuff? Like, what does he have to do? Is he like a jock in the, you know, the, the, the room there before the game? I don't know. I don't know sports for shit. I like hockey. Anyways. The, any any remaining vocal nodules the doctor wasn't able to remove fell off in the vocal booth. I'm convinced. <laughs> the, the ending of the song, the coda, I, I, I don't know. It just left me a little limp there. I, I don't know. Maybe, that, I don't know. Just a little interlude. The majority of this tune is insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, yeah, you guys have, you guys have mostly fucking covered it. So, you know, this is not one of the subtle poetic Rob songs. This is sort of a storytelling song and he's just putting it all fucking out there. I, I really like the way this song feels like a tightening noose, uh, even on me as a listener, how it's like starts off with the wife and then the son (laughs) and then the daughter and then it's fucking you, right? It's just this slow concentric circle in through all of these great upper middle class, you know, the Volvo and the credit cars and the trunk and all that kind of shit. And, you know, even the way it, it circles in on us, oh, it's about politics. It's about this. It's about money. No, Until it's just really because. It's, it's just because <laughs> of fucking you. And I, and I think, Matthew, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a self-loathing song. I think it's a indictment of one's own sort of bourgeoisie feelings or leanings and how one wants to rail against it as a punk and yet still wants to play golf and hang out with one's kids, right? All like, the little bourgeois dreams. As a little bit exact. We'll get to that one. Fucking don't get me started. So, I, yeah, but I really like the the violence and the menace with which Rod <laughs> like gives in at every circle. But one of my favorite moments of the song is when between, I think, the, between the second verse and the third, where you think it's going to go into that really hardcore part, but instead it just goes into the little, into the little snare and you hear that, uh-oh, the little uh-oh. girl's voice. Oh, that's a little boy's voice. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's cool. so fucking sweet and oh, dark. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious and horrible. And I just oh, oh, fucking love it. And I really, I think the Rob's uh, uh, screaming at the end of that last verse is, is some of the best, at least on this album in terms of his, his oh just pure fucking menace and fucking pissed offness, which makes sense that you'd reserve God, that sort of anger it. 
for yourself and your the parts of yourself that you hate. And I don't know how he does it. That rolling baseline, you know, Michelle, you talked about that. Fucking crazy. And seeing this live, like he definitely played this live. And I just could not fucking believe seeing him play this and how well he played this. Sing it at the same time. It's a one-man show. And and I really love actually the little happy bridge on the end of this. This is a you know, this is this album's happy bridge, right? It's not as good as Happy Bridge, but it's I I it's a nice palate cleanser because it's this song's really grim it's really fucking grim yeah. and, very, and really funny and, and very funny i have to you know this is a stupid talk about being bourgeois um this song got harder for me to listen to when i had kids it really oh. did like i was like oh shit it's kind of harder to put myself in the role of yeah it's funny this guy's son and daughter get their heads blown actually no i'm not laughing as much anymore <laughs> as i used to right. even though i just couldn't separate myself from it but um I think it's a great, I mean, I think it's smack dab in the middle of the album. And of course Pretty it's much, the yeah. eponymous track of it. I think the title is fucking great. Um, so yeah, this is a, this is a banger. It's a fucking banger. What about the pinky stinky, the stinky pinky? What about yeah, that? I could, I mean, whatever it it's there. I, I don't, I don't hate it as much as you maybe, but it's not oh, my God, favorite Rob awful. lyric. I do love the way he says it. Cut it up there. Stick it up your ass. I mean, he's so growly with it. He's yeah. just. Yeah, it's sung with such you menace. Stick and some it's, up your ass and call it stinky. Like you what don't. That but the, that's the thing. Like he sings it with such menace, and it's the stupidest line. That's what I like it about is. it. He hates I like them so how, much he doesn't care that he sounds stupid. Exactly. But how dark I, the delivery is versus how yeah. stupid the line is. But yeah, no, I agree. It's probably the stupidest lyric of all time. It is. You know, it's I gotta the wonder. Stupidest lyric of all time. Because I went to the university that Rob used to work at. Um, mm. in the cafeteria, and oh, you he know, used to I, dish, wash dishes, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of wonder if he ever dealt with the public and developed some of his attitudes there. I could totally see it. Food service, that'll do it to you. Could I bet. Be. Could be a lot of yep. bourgeoisie floating by with their carts. Oh. Did he stick his pinky up his ass and oh, put Jesus. it in the macaroni or something? Oh, like could that? be maybe stinky. Macaroni? I ate at that cafeteria, that's, but not when he was working there. I hope that's a very. <laughs> there should be a plaque it. in that cafeteria. The this Rob Wright. It's cafeteria. a very, it's a very Mr. Bungle moment for, uh, for, squeeze, squeeze me macaroni. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So we're done with that one and now fucking, fucking oh, shit. Oh boy. We are going to talk. Matthew gets the honor of talking first about brother rat. What Slade says, but before we hear brother Matthew's thoughts on this <laughs> song, we are going Cornel to, West. yeah, we're going to let you, I feel like Cornell West talking about this oh, song. Man. Man. Uh, we're West going to, shit. we're going to listen to a little bit of this song. So here you go. And it's really nice. He's always whispering his poison as advice. He is secretive, ruthless and cold. He mentions just enough and leaves the rest untold. He said, don't ever risk an open attack. Just smile into their faces and then stab them in the back. But Slade, I said, what about the weak, the helpless, and the small? just sneered and said fuck them all fuck them all (laughs) 
right, Matthew, hit me, hit me hard. Okay, it's it's interesting because these on Live and Cuddly, this is uh, two different tracks, and on the uh, the CD, it's a single track, and they're certainly inseparable. Um, they always blend into each other. Um, so it's, I, I wouldn't have any other way, but it's it's kind of we're trading them tonight as as a single track mm-hmm. with a slash. Yes, yeah, brother Got rat. Two. Slash what Slade says. Um, last on the EP, which is, is kind of an interesting placement for it, because I didn't listen to the EP. I listened to the CD and the tape. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of thoughts. This is uh, probably uh, one of one of my favorites, uh, sort of one of my perennial ones that I come back to. Um, a lot of interesting choices and thinking about it in a different way. Um, listening again, the act of listening, um, how many different things, different questions to bring up, I mean, uh, and choices that they make in terms of the instrumentation. Um, it's interesting. It's Andy and Rob. Why not John being that it's brothers? Um, that's interesting. Ah, um, interesting. You know, in brother red, it's, it's just the, um, kind of like, uh, I need you. It's just like the, the bass drum over and over again when uh, bass drum and fills and uh, just sort of hits and accents. And then when it gets into uh, slate, it's just the hats and the snare. So, you know, you sort of think of the, 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 the three, the bass drum, the snare and the, and the hi-hat tend to be the, you know, generally the three parts of a drum beat, but uh, yeah, he sort of takes parts out. Some of my favorite hi-hat in perhaps any song, um, and then the, the drums just get so straight straight ahead when they, they uh, unleash, um, the, I guess it's a bridge, yeah. Some um, lyrical things, which, you know, I, I didn't actually dig up my CD to look at the lyric sheet, but I looked at, uh, you know, lyrics on Genius or whatever. Um, I always heard it as really nice and not rarely nice. And oh, Oh, that's a big fucking difference. It is. It is. And it's sort of, I'm not sure which one I want to know, huh. want to think of as correct. I think I probably, oh, rarely. That's, that's kind of cool. But also really nice is, you know, different kind of meaning. Um, it's one's an observation and one's uh, a judgment and one's like a, a fondness, expresses fondness. The other one is, um, and I, I refuse to think that it's, I murdered love I murder love. I, I would, I don't know. It's, it, it's said in uh, in Genius that it's I murdered as if it's a past tense thing. I murder is a tendency and something that's still going on. And I would much prefer to think of it in that way because this is a song about duality. Um, it's a song about, you know, and um, something you can't escape, even though, you know, he talks about having killed the turtle dove. He's cut the twining cord. He's, you know, removed possibility of love, removed one half of it. Um, and yet, um, there's this duality. Um, I've did some thinking about, you know, Mr. Right, Mr. Wrong, and then Mr. Happy, but also Mr. In between. And he, they say, you know, I look in the mirror and he steps in between. It's, it's an, he's neither. Slade is, Slade is something else. Slade isn't necessarily oh, the, the dark. He's not necessarily the dark. He's not, um, and, and the, the narrator isn't necessarily the light. Um, but there's, there's some in between thing. Yeah. 
Uh, I see him crouch before some terrible machine is perhaps one of my favorite images in any song <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. This song totally conjures up again, sort of with the um, mental images that it's somewhere dark that's uh, highlighted by little sort of bits of light, hard to, hard to distinguish. Um, the odd little d- d- guitar bits are almost like sound effects at the end, like little creatures in the dark. But the uh, mm-hmm. overall image for me is like some kind of dark cave or factory or, um, and you're sort of wandering around a bit lost in it. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, you showed us a, a, an illustration you made um, inspired by the song. And it reminded me, oddly enough, there was a figure in your illustration that reminded me of one of the early editions of the Hobbit. And it was an image of Gollum and Gollum is kind of very much, uh, you know, riddles in the dark um, slade like uh, figure. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely conjured up an image that I already had. So you and I are, are thinking the same thing. <laughs> about this song for sure um see the uh the live and cuddly version they talk about a song about mistrust mistrust and brotherhood of course Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. brother brother rat you know you're get along famously until the you know inevitable betrayal um i also like the world cup joke (laughs) in the live and cuddly version yeah that's yeah oh we're talking about the world cup or some fucking stupid idiot shit um, oh, is that what they're? Mo- that, yeah, okay, yeah. right, right, right. Let's refer yeah, to that. if I should die before I wake. Mm-hmm. You know that I've made my escape. That's the only way out. The only way away from Slade is uh, is death. And uh, it was interesting to to think about uh, the other reference of um, in the other song, which I've lost my notes now. <laughs> okay, yeah. If I'm dead when I awake, um, it's a big mistake. It's a kind of a different uh, different take on the nursery rhyme, right? From uh, yeah. in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then right at the end, where it sort of peters out, there's some weird little piano bits, and it gets more and more echoey, more and more off into the distance. I'll never listen. And then he starts saying, "What? What?" So he is listening. He's listening to Slade. He just can't quite hear him, and thank fuck but, he can't. Do, do you do you catch what he says at the very end of that? I he don't says, know. What? What? I was, he goes what? What? Oh, you too. He's talking to us. He's saying, "Oh, oh you hear Slade too?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, because I'm I, sure. I, 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 that's what I think anyway. I'd love if Andy's listening to this. I'd love to know if that's what it is. But I've always heard that as what? Oh, oh, you too. I listened to that so many times and I wrote down, I, I didn't think that this was actually what I said, but I, I said true blue. So I heard the ooh, ooh part. I think and it's I don't know think blues in there. I think blues I think in there. No, I think it's you too. Cause I think he's trying to say like, Oh, you hear Slade too. Oh, you too. Yeah. If I, Andy's I'm, listening, I'm, maybe I don't want to know the answer. <laughs> maybe I do, actually, maybe I don't want to know the answer to that because in my personal mythology, that is deeply embedded. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. I got this is one of the so. songs that when people are unfamiliar with no means no, that I will recommend as Hell maybe yeah. the first song to hear. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, cause it, I think it sort of encapsulates so much about what they, uh, think about, talk about, um, you know, bring out in their songs. Anyway, I got to shut up now cause I could talk about the song for ages. 
know, as right? can you. We should just have an episode just for this song. Seriously. I yeah. could. I could. I could absolutely I, have three I, I hours on my could. own. So I'm going to shut up. All right, Michelle, <laughs> go ahead. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think on this podcast, we talk about life and what's right. <laughs> I have actually mentioned part of this song. I think I was officiating a wedding. And I might have said those lines about what life and what is right or something like that. I think I did. I think I said it in a goddamn wedding. Wow. So, ma- so many of my friends that I tried to get into No Means No were so intrigued with the song, as well as I. I mean, it just grabs you because of what's not there. Um, it's it's a stripped down instrumentation with just a drum line. And yeah, if, 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 just to be stupid, I wrote, if you're going to be... <laughs> If you want to try to learn how to play drums like John, this might be a good one to start to. Come on. Hey, you know, Hell yeah. play something simple, but with some tude. Play it with passion. Yes. Yeah. Hey. He's just tapping on his mic. <laughs> well, you got to keep it steady. And I just, if, yeah, start with this one if you want to learn how to play like John, John, right? Um, oh, come on. You got, or Matthew, you didn't, you didn't mention not back or. Knock back a few. Hilarious. Uh-huh. I love the eight knock back a few. A like, few. Yeah. One <laughs> one says it kind of normally and then and then the and then Rob, I think he puts was it Rob that said the a, a few? Uh, he just puts the accent on the A of the knock back a few, the pat on the back and the knife in the back. Oh, God, it just grabs you by your nuts. It's incredibly cool. And whoever wrote that a knife in the back, a pat on the back and the knife in the back. That that That's award-winning lyric writing right there. I love I when love you this. say knife, actually. It's where your accent, upper uh, New York accent sounds Canadian. Knife? Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> knife in the back? <clears throat> I also say John. John Wright. Less John Canadian. And Ro- John and Rob. <laughs> well, hopefully that'll go away soon. I don't know. Anyways, the... the um, the song for just the drums and, and, and the, the wonderful lyrics, it, it just draws you in for what's not there, but what is. It's an amazing piece. Talking about Slade, uh, I think that's going to be the next name of, of my next cat. I mm. love this name. I'm very intrigued by it. And I'm drawn into her slower type song, even though I don't usually like those about the overall vibe that they're trying to, to, to put here. And the more I listened to it, the more I fell in love with it. Um, I didn't know the lyric, I murdered love. And I do think it's murdered, but it I don't know shit for lyrics. So maybe it is I murdered love or I murder love. Once I found out that that's what they were saying at the end, I remember, I remember exactly where it was when I asked, what, what are they saying there? And I was told what it was. Um, I, I love the creepy ending and have never skipped, ever skipped these tunes when they come on. And like you mentioned before, the ending where they're, I, I, I always thought Andy, I guess, was saying blue who. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, not mm. boo who. Blue who. I, could be, could be. You know, it's me and my misheard lyrics, but that's who the, the fuck blue knows. Who. I love that we all heard the it blue differently. Who that's down fucking in great. <laughs> that's fucking yeah. great. Maybe we'll find out what what he did say. Yeah. Or maybe you don't want to know. I do. I kind of want to know. It's always going to be you, you two to me. Like no matter what, that's just how I'm going to hear it. So. Blue who? True blue. All right. We should, I... we should we should make a bet. Am I up? 
Yes. All right. So I'm going to start off with a few little anecdotes, and then I'm going to burn these notes because I have a bunch of notes, and I don't want to speak to them. I want to speak from the heart for this song. So a couple things. First of all, you talk about introducing people to this. This is the first... So on one of our first dates, me and my wife, um, this is one of the first songs I played for her. I was like, this used hey, to be a song. That, this used to be a song for me. still married you. That is setting a tone. <laughs> yeah. This is a song I used to use in college as a litmus test. I'd be like, mm. okay, yeah. if we're going to know each other, right. I want to know what the fuck you think about this yeah. song. Right. And we'd get and, and I, shibboleth. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, in, uh, I had this, uh, I was a theater major and I had this directing class and I did a piece, a theater piece based on this song. I took everyone Holy down. Holy shit. I took everyone down into the basement and I had How two cool guys. Are you? I had I had two guys and I sat everyone in this really small claustrophobic room in, in a circle, kind of chaotically on these little uh, squares. And I gave all the audience flashlights. And I had the two people being Slade and the narrator saying oh the lyrics and God. everybody just got to kind of shine lights on whoever they wanted to illuminate the piece. And it was all just done in the dark, kind of very quiet. Holy it was really shit. fucking good. It was really nuts. It was, it was fucking dark and weird. Oh um, man. And I remember, I remember the directing teacher, like looking at the words and going like, yeah, I've had a Slade in my life. I'm past that point, but I've had a Slade just being like, right. Yeah, you think you have, but. So, wow, that's cool. The only, that's the only one thing I want to cool. read from my notes is I want to start off my discussion of this song. And please forgive me, everyone, because I mean, I don't know where this is going to go, frankly, because I'm going to burn my notes. But um, I'm going to get pretty maudlin because I love this song too much. But I'm going to start this off very paradoxically. I'm going to use a Bible verse, which <gasps> for a no means no mm-hmm. song, right? Like, what the fuck? So the verse is, this is actually one of the verses from the Bible I think is really fucking on point. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. And that to me is much of no means no. And this song in fucking particular. Mm. So there's something that this song is the pinnacle of to me for no means no. And it hit me, you know, I, I, I encountered these guys back in my 20s, and I had a lot of fucking questions. I was going through a lot of shit, as we all were, I'm sure. But what these guys embody, and in this song in particular, is a really important principle. And this is important, like, in union psychology, all sorts of other psychological fields, but also in, like, authentic mystical traditions. There's a really important concept that you have to face one's shadow really honestly, that you have to really contend and sincerely face the dark parts of oneself and integrate them, not push them away, not cut them out, not, you know, block them over like a cask of Amontillado. You have to really face them and integrate them. You have to treat them like a brother. They have to be a part of you. And I think this song is the absolute best embodiment of that principle of anything I've ever encountered, probably in any art form. I think this song rises to the level of a incredible work of art on all its fronts. I've ranted many times about how lyrics and music uh, and delivery and performance go together so well. This is the fucking song for me. And, you know, we've said this on other songs too, but this song often sits at my number one spot. And there are others that sort of vie for contention up at the top, but this one's always there. I think there are others that get parallel to it, but they never unseat it. Like if there's anything else, there's others that join the throne. And so they share it. 
with maybe one exception, which we get to eventually, but I could absolutely be happy pushing this all the way to the final fucking thing and putting the golden crown on this fucking song. Cause I think, huh. it, I think it embodies as, as you pointed out, Matthew and Michelle too, this embodies, this embodies so much of what is truly beautiful and unique about no means snow and the authentic way in which yeah, right. You're, Matthew, you're right. This is not just, oh, I'm the light and I'm the dark. This is just con- th- somebody contending with something. Th- it is a darkness, but it's something necessary. Like Slade needs to be there. It's a it's a part. One thing we didn't talk about when when this came up before, kind of, but and I didn't know this until we were looking at researching this, but I think the character of Slade's been around with them for a while because one of the sides in the Canadian version of Sex Mad was the Slade side. There was mm-hmm. like that's right, Bob side and Slade side, right? So Slade, the idea of Slade is clearly something that's been bouncing around in their heads for a really long time. And I've long heard before, that the character off the cover of uh, Mr. Happy, the sort of dude with uh, extra digits and uh, a broom for a hand, is Slade. But I'm not sure about it, that. It it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. So. The way that you've got the the this this the the pattern of the three verses that build and the way the music builds and the way that you've got these the way that these gorgeous little moments where he smiled and whispered, I murder or I murdered love, but they're screaming it, right? He says he smiled right. and whispered, but they're yelling it with this passion. So you've got this paradox in it. That that shows that it's this internal voice, right? Like there's this he's he's sneering at you, but it's just anyway, it's just fuck. It's so hard for me to talk about this song because I don't think other than one other song I've ever sat and listed and di- listened and digested word by word and moment by moment and note by note any other song of mm. any other artist by any other band as much as I have this particular song. I I fucking adore this piece of music. And I wow. love I love the um live and cuddly version because mm-hmm. I love that the how they uh how they take that end section. Oh, that crazy just, jam. I've always I've always wondered and, and this is actually maybe something if Andy's listening, maybe this would be something he'd, he'd answer well, for us. He's did having they, a very good time. <laughs> I know. Did they did they um with, I always wondered if during the Andy era they actually jammed in the way that like they just jammed and didn't quite know how it was going to come out or whether that was shit that they'd kind of worked on before and knew what they were going to do in those bits. Cause every time I saw them, at least with Tom, there was very ever, very little of that. Like they would practice the shit and it was very tight, but they didn't go off script very much, but this felt loose and meaty as a way in much of the songs on that, on that, on the, uh, live and cuddly do but i love that end part i love that end part but i don't love it more than the studio they're different i love the way the studio collapses into that as you guys were talking about the the piano and the voice that goes in the distance and and nothing i don't i don't care if andy corrects us and it's not oh oh you too it will always be that to me because to (laughs) me that makes the most sense it's him it's him talking to me and saying oh you have you have that voice too him oh, creating right. these little little critters in the dark. Oh, a Jesus blue critter, a Christ. blue who, but a the who, blue who down in Whoville. And and <laughs> much like I need you, I think there's that you know that I talked, I highlighted that last verse, the the middle verse where he talks about I cut the um, I cut the twining cord, I shot the turtle dove. I 
that just wrecks me. I think the way it's delivered, the way the music, the way it's been built to, the lyrics, the, the, the everything about it is perfect. It is just a perfect piece of art. And overall, this is just a front to back from the opening fucking kick drums mm -hmm. to the very last mumbled lyric masterpiece with a capital right. M. I totally agree. And yeah, there are a million things I'm going to think about that I should have said that I didn't say, but I'm not gonna say anymore because I think what's come across is that I really fucking love this song. So there you go. All right. So I guess it's time to make this um, apparently very difficult decision of uh, voting. And Matthew, you get to go first. Dance used to really almost bug me. Dance at the head is bourgeoisie. I didn't like listening to it, but I, I've changed my tune on that. Um, but it's still it's not going to unseat Slade. Um, Slade's, you know, it's, you know, the, the small parts CD, small parts, um, everything became nothing. CD is uh, it, it vies for my favorite album, and this vies for my favorite song on it. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty hard. I got to vote for Slade, brother nice. at Slade. Nice. Michelle. Oh, I'm going to second that. This is uh, some groundwork, no means no, that will always be a part of me. It's the kind of thing you'll, you'll play at your funeral. You know? Please do. Good idea. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Well, maybe. Oh, you can yeah. pick your own song stuff, but hell yes. This conjures up so many memories and so many just open mouth like, the hell is this? in the same vein as the other stuff that I heard that I'd never heard from them that I'd never heard before. But it, uh, it's, like you said, masterpiece. Brotherette and Slade. Yeah, well, it's unanimous. Clearly, there's no way my vote would be a, a, a mystery. So, yeah, it's Brotherette. Slade says all the way to the bank. Um, right. Sweet. Well, we have put another two forward and sent another two back. We've got, um, I need you and Slade says, or brother at Slade says are going up and mm -hmm. mansion in the sky and dance of the headless, headless bourgeoisie are unfortunately going to the shit pile unless someone decides to bring them back in some sort of wild card round, but a good round. For the, this is a long episode, but it's a long uh, episode, oh, but man, I'm sure you guys are a lot of meat, a lot a lot of meat of there. Meat. Um, yeah. I am really, really, really grateful that I need you and Slade did not come up against each other. That's what I'd like to say. Like, I'm grateful oh they came God, up. Oh, my God, you would have exploded. Both of them came up against songs that I really like, but I was not, right. I would, didn't, this is not a hard one for me. I think you would have not shown up tonight mm -hmm. if that happened. You'd be like, yeah, this is just too excuse, much. Some excuse. Yeah, but, I got but the in any event, or something. In any event, I can't do it. Everyone, we have kept everyone really long, but guess what? We have another great treat for you. Andy's Correction Corner. Thank you, mm. Andy. This oh, week, yes. I have the honor of reading uh, Andy's comments on episode eight. And uh, Andy gave us some great insight into the fall and to putting it in order uh, when putting it in order ain't enough. <laughs> putting it all in order ain't enough. I can never say the fucking name, right? So Third I already time's lose. a charm. Jesus. So these are in. comments on episode eight. This is episode 10 that we're recording. <laughs> That's right. That's Just right. For the record. So, so here's, here's what uh, Andy has to say to pull up all a chair, you. peeps. The Fall was written probably 1990-ish. Robbie wrote the main riff, certainly, and I'm thinking the rest too, though the verse riff sounds very John-ish to me. 
Long discussions, and I do mean long, between Rob and John about the drumbeat of the chorus, first we feel, etc. It had to be just so, apparently. First we feel, then we fall from the very end of Finnegan's Wake, which you probably already knew. I did not. I don't know about you guys. I had not read that book. Uh, I've always meant to, never have. Um, Baby references. I've often wondered if the talking heads stay up late from Little Creatures may have been an influence on this song. Unlike me, Rob liked Little Creatures a lot, so maybe there was some indirect influence in there somewhere. Like now, it seems like what should be a three-minute song stretched out to five minutes. Ha ha ha. Uh, yeah, no, fuck it. I'm so glad it's that long. And then he has to say this on putting it all in order. Me trying to cross black flag with the wire. With wire, sorry. About the moment when all your existential constructs and yourself are simply no longer adequate, keeping your emotional well-being in check. Nervous breakdown meets lowdown. Bonus <laughs> revelation. The guitar solo, such as it is, was me attempting a My War Side 2 Greg Jen style of playing. Nice. Thank you, Andy, wow. for those wow. comments and insights Juicy bits. into two really, really good fucking songs. Mm-hmm. All right. God, I well, love that kind of shit. I love too. that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm so grateful to get those fucking My little God. juicy bits. Absolutely. It's pretty fucking great. It's pretty fucking totally. great. Totally. Well, thanks, everyone. And uh, hey, and thanks to you two. Um, this is our 10th episode, you know. That's uh, that's something. I mean, plus the the interview, plus uh, episode zero. That's twelve episodes altogether. Thank you, both of you. Thanks, Jordan, for the idea. Thanks for the opportunity, and thanks for uh, working together. This has been a real um, positive experience for me. I'm really, really, sincerely happy that so many people are enjoying it. And um, right. again, we're not getting any negative feedback, which is on the internet. That's not a thing. So we must be doing a good <laughs> job or tapping into something that people really love. So thanks to all of you. Thanks to you too. And um, thanks for listening. Absolutely. Thank all of you. And remember, yep. question the answers, stir the solutions. <laughs>